Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I got a message and uh, I was naughty this morning. I was supposed to preach it this morning and now I've got to preach it line by line tonight for the, for the sake of the podcast listeners. So let's give it up for the podcast listeners. Give it up. Come on, let's really give it up for them. I got a message called Bless, but I've been told to call it Flourish. Can you call it Flourish, Julie said? Just, just yeah, you can keep the, the Bless theme, but let's call it um, flourish and look, just let's let's just believe that that's the case. Amen. I, I want to talk about basically how the church um, how the church ended up here, and, and so I started off with saying, in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit uh, on all flesh, and sons and daughters will prophesy. Well, basically, you're sitting in a church that was prophesied. We prophesied this church into existence. We prophesied it. We stood on that holy mountain that Chapman Hill lookout mountain for several years, every Tuesday morning, and we prophesied over this land, and a year would, the years would go by. In fact, the trees would, and the land started to disappear because the trees started to sort of get in the way of our view, but we kept prophesying over this land. The council said, no way, Jose, you can't build a church on it, but we said, in Jesus' name, we're going to build a church, amen, and we just kept on prophesying over this whole deal called C3 Tugra. And uh, we literally prophesied our way through a lot of difficulty. A lot of difficulty uh, beset us at the early stages of the church. And, uh, but we just kept on prophesying ourselves out of that and into our flourishing and brighter day. Amen? And, and so I put a lot of credence in prophesying. When I think most of my, most of my prayer time is prophesying. Uh, and, and because I just I believe it's so powerful to prophesy what your preferred future would look like. So you've got power, you know, Jesus said, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and we are made in his image, so we have the same ability to speak blessings over our health, over our finances. I am gonna get a job. I am gonna be gainfully employed. I am gonna be a blessing. I'm gonna be blessed to be a blessing. My business is gonna do well. I am blessed of the Lord. He shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. So you, you got to determine yourself with a level of faith. So when you got saved, you opened your eyes to salvation. You went, oh my God, God is. He created the heavens and the earth. I believe that. I acknowledge that. Uh, but once you landed into, once you landed into salvation, you've literally landed into a land. That's why Jilly said in the lyrics, a broad land. Some people have landed into uh, sometimes, and this can happen because of your own consequence of your own decisions, or the enemy can push you back into a corner almost, or push you back into a, a limited place. But I believe what the scriptures say, that it's a broad land. And if you look in the Psalms, it says that a lot, that God is giving us, and even Joshua, it's a broad land, it's a big land he wants for your life. For you, he wants you to have big joy. He wants you to have big yeah. blessings. He wants you to have a big family, 
Ollie. Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but was that a prophecy? I don't know. Help me. Was that, did I just prophesy over Ollie? I, I don't know. But. So this, this word blessed, I, I looked at this word blessed, and blessed means the pronounce, pronouncement of the favor of God upon an assembled congregation. That's why it's powerful. I believe it's, it's God's master plan that churches exist on planet Earth, where people can come and belong to a tribe, a gathering of people that love to hang with each other and serve God, serve God, live for God, and do great exploits for God. Great exploits means that we pull all our combined talent and resources together, and great exploits actually means that he multiplies it, and we can do great stuff for God. Meaning just your bit is great, but collectively all our bits together, we can do so much. A draft horse can pull, I don't know, a thousand pounds, but you put two of them together, and they can pull 2,500 pounds together. You know, you'd think, that each draft horse would only be 2,000 pounds, but if you put them together, I think it's even 2,800 pounds. They can literally, they can, because they do contests with these big draft horses, amen? So collectively, we can do great stuff, and that should excite you because you're here on this planet to be fruitful, amen? You're here to be fruitful. You're here to be faithful. It's true, lots of scriptures about that, but you are here to be fruitful. And at the end of the day, you want to have a good account of your life and all the fruit that you have from it. Amen? So that's why you're very careful how you live your days, that you're sowing seed, witnessing to people, being nice to people, uh, you know, smiling at people even, I mean, helping people, wit you know, all that. It's all about this understanding that God wants you to be blessed, but, and that word again, bless, the pronouncement of the favor of God upon an assembled congregation. Now, yes, we gather, but I'm talking about being assembled. So I'm not just talking about being spectators, spectator sport. I'm talking about this scripture in Ephesians 4.15. Guys mightn't have it, but I'll speak it. Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from him the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body of the edifying of itself in love. So it's basically about the church and it's basically saying you are a part of the body of Christ and your part supplies magnificently something somehow in a wonderful way into that church, into that place. Now when you understand that, that's where, that's where the pay dirt is. That's where you, you realize, man, I, I, I'm, I'm in church for a reason. I've been purposed in that church for a reason. And then you get your, you start to feel good about yourself because every human being, they tell me, wants to feel meaningful about their life. They want to, they want to feel like my life is consequential, that, that it makes a difference. When I turn up at the party, I want to be the life of the party. Some people don't, but you know, you want to at least come with a contribution. Even if you're shy, you want to come with some whatever, put it down, I've done my part, I've been useful, now it's, it's just what it's in deep inside us, that we want to be useful and we want to contribute. Amen? I want to tease that out later. 
But the Bible says that the church should be blessed. Deuteronomy 23, verse 5, however the Lord, now this is a scripture about these bad guys trying to get this false prophet to speak cursing over God's people. But it actually, God gets his way, and it goes like this. However, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam. Balaam's the false prophet. But turn, he was trying to prophesy bad stuff over God's people. But God got his heart somehow. Balaam, but turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. Now, we just finished a whole theme of love. Amen? It was awesome. You need to get the podcast, Julie did magnificently, and uh, the other guys did also. The first and greatest reason that you need to understand is why God wants to bless us is that because he loves us. It's like any father, any mother wants to bless their child, amen? It, it's just one of the fundamental reasons and nature of God that you got to get used to the idea that he wants to supply all your need according to his riches, according to his son's riches, According to his glory, he does want to bless you. You're his child. He does want to bless you, Nick. He does. And aren't you being blessed on those drums, buddy? Soon as you pick up those drumsticks, I just see the anointing come upon you. It's awesome. It's awesome. This guy's born to drum. Nobody told us. <laughs> Why does he want to bless us? He wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing. Genesis 12, 2, I will make you into a great nation. I will make you into a great church. I will make you into a great individual and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. God blesses us so that we can be conduits of blessing to other people. So you gotta get used to that. If you're Christian, you gotta get used to being blessed and give it away. You receive joy, give some joy away. You receive blessings of, of, of finances, give some away. If you receive a blessing of a healing, pray for someone else to get healed, amen? That's how it works. If you can get used to that, you, you're a minister. You're basically a minister. A minister is someone who gets blessed and then gives it away through word and spirit, amen? Let me pray for you, shut your eyes. Father, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you that you've blessed me because of your love for me. Thank you for blessing me with salvation, forgiveness and eternity in heaven with you. Thank you for the numerous other ways you've blessed my life. Help me to be a blessing to those around me. Use me to be a witness to others as I bless them in Jesus' name. Please show me the ways you're asking me to become more involved in 2014 and beyond in Jesus' name. Amen? So we're talking about vision. We're talking about vision, and you'll find most Christians desire a good life, a, a life of significance, I said, but spiritual rewarding. You just want to feel like your life is consequential, that you matter where you are, that you matter being on God's team. Isn't it great to be on the soccer team and score goals? Doug, did that feel good yesterday? Scored, yep, of course it does. Everyone wants to score goals. Sorry for the fullbacks, Ollie, but you'll have to score goals in heaven, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, or if you want to hog the ball right from the back, right to the other end, you can and get a goal, maybe. Right at the end, where you have a go. So, <laughs> I was only joking. So, um, we, we're talking about vision, and so I want to I throw to you some statements and, and then just get you thinking. So, I want to say things like, maybe we need to clarify our vision and values, 
or have a godly image of ourselves, which we've been preaching into, or use your faith to change your habits. Some of us have got habits, but with faith, you can change those habits. I was so blessed that one of, one of my members of my family, I can't mention them, that they decided to go on a fast last week, and they fasted. I was amazed, because I hadn't really seen them fast juice, like day in, day out, day in, day out. And I said, that's awesome, that's faith. Or harness the power of goals. I was talking about um, Fiona uh, this week, about goals, having goals. So important. You know, there's power in goals. Develop an action plan, they talk about vision. These are the statements they use with vision. Control your time and treasure. If you've got no vision, you just spend yourself recklessly on anything. You'll spend yourself recklessly, uh, your money recklessly, your time You'll, you'll end up some dingy nightclub waking up on the street somewhere and you go, oh God, I forgot I was a supreme athlete supposed to be training for the Olympics or supposed to be turning up at church at least, amen? But you'll find <laughs> supreme athletes, they don't get crazy, they don't do crazy, they're, they're compelled by vision to be on the straight and narrow, they're focused and it's awesome. So that's why you've got to have vision. If you're just saved, yeah, yeah, I'm saved, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just going to wear off after a while. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. There's got to be more after the, yeah, what now? So vision, build meaningful relationships. There's excellence laying within you, dormant within you, why does it say, Joshua 1.8 says, keep the book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Of course God wants us to be blessed. Of course he wants us to be successful. We're not supposed to be just bumming around on the planet. Time on the planet is just such a fraction of what eternity means. And you are here on eternity. The reason you're here is for eternity. Yes, time seems so big. Oh, when I was young too, I thought, who needs superannuation? Man, I'm just going to live my life and spend everything i got. Now I'm of age, I'm going, oh my God, I should have got involved in the super plan a little bit better. <laughs> it just goes so quick. It just goes so quick, guys. Like you thought life was so humongous. But it's, when you get to the end of the day, I've heard guys 86 on their deathbed, I, I, I nursed a guy 90 years of age and said, Pastor Phil, I just thought, man, it's just gone so quick. Where did it go? I got really worried, man. I got, when a 90-year-old guy told me, I said, man, I better get cracking, man. I better get my, you know, so they can do a good eulogy over me. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says 1 Corinthians 12, 31, and yet I will show you the most excellent way Proverbs 14, 15 says, this sim the simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. Proverbs 14, 22 says, do not, those, do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. Too many Christians accept how life comes to them. They assume what, just what comes to them, and they don't actively pursue God, seek God for their best life. Amen? And it's, a, it's not a great thing. We should be seeking God for our calling, seeking God for, for our anointing, seeking God where we fit, seeking God for, for our best life. 
2 Timothy 1.9 says it like this. He has saved us. Is that coming up? He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. There's purpose for you. You're not just a biological accident. You are here for a reason. You've been set up from heaven. You were created in heaven. You were sent from heaven, eternity, and you are here in this moment called time, but you and your whole life is about eternity. Amen? Purpose and grace. The grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So one, we're saved. Thank you, Jesus. Called meaning what's in your hand, we're called to serve, to give, to find ourselves in this place where we can be a blessing. Uh, purpose, what's in your heart. The purpose is all about what's in your heart. That's, it's about a heart issue. And grace is about the holy life. I thought that was powerful. So I was talking to the leaders about a week ago, some of the, um, the D group guys in our church, and I was saying, guys, you've got to have passion. You've got to have passion for God where's your passion? I literally went round the table and I asked them, where's your passion at? Each one of them gave an account where their passion was. And I love this uh, statement from someone. No one keeps up his enthusiasm automatically. Enthusiasm must be nourished with new actions, new aspirations, new efforts, new vision. It's our own fault if their enthusiasm dissipates or goes. He has failed to feed it. And I prophesy in these last days, there will people that lose their passion for God even. The world is consuming. The world is all-consuming us in many regards. And some of us are getting caught up in all sorts of stuff. And yes, I know it's great to backpack through Europe and bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower and then, you know, swim the, 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 the Thames. But at the end of the day, you can only do so much of that, guys. Do you know what I mean? You're born for eternity. And people think they've found their groove if they're doing all that stuff. A little bit of that stuff's good. But, you know, if you're just hanging your whole life off that, how many thrills I can get, how many thrills and spills I can get, how many places I can see, it's not going to amount up to a meaningful life. Amen? So 2 Timothy 3, 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying its power. It even says after that, having nothing to do with such people. I love this stuff, pa this statement. It says, passion is what allows you to be relentless, pushing past your comfort zone. Remember, you're in a process. Pastor Julie pr uh, preached that the other day. It's glory to glory. You're in a process. And to get past those processes of life, you need passion. Otherwise, you'll say, oh, God, I'm over this. You're on my case. Look, I just want to just do it easy. But God wants, he loves you where you're at, but he loves you more than that to leave you where you're at. Do you know what I'm saying? He loves you where you're at, but he wants the best for you. Of course he does. Any father or mother absolutely wants the best. So passion is what allows you to be relentless, pushing past your comfort zone, as well as deal with the frustration and the struggles and the setbacks and the failures. Guys, you need to have passion for God. I don't know what your passion is for God, but find it, work out what it is. Do you love something about God? Study it, learn about it, pursue him on that notion. You need to pursue what you love. Passion is an incredible motivator. It fuels focus, resilience, and perseverance. 
Find your passion in God and believe that about God. And let that passion fuel your fire and burn for Him. Burn for Him. Our hearts need to burn for Him. There's an invitation for a relentless pursuit. Our hearts awakening to a destiny, a calling, an anointing to know Christ more intimately. We are at this place, I believe, in, on the planet where God is provoking us to seek him, to get passionate about him. It's not time to find yourself sleepy in God, to get passive in God. It's time to get relentless and push towards him and realize why you're here on this planet. You need vision. You need vision for your life. You are unique. You're not a biological accident. You are created to be on the planet at this given time. I know the world has conditioned you maybe not to believe that, not to realize that, but I'm telling you, you're on this planet to do God's bidding. You're on this planet to be a voice. You're on this planet to prophesy. And you're on this planet to win souls for Jesus. I couldn't possibly do that, Pastor Phil. That is beyond me. Well, I'm telling you, God doesn't get it wrong. He sent you here not to bum around, but to get vision and live your best life for him. Amen? God is good. He's purposeful. He didn't, he didn't bring you down here broken. You might have got broken somehow on the way, but please let God fix you, redeem you set you on the straight and narrow and live your life with purpose. If that guy who's got no arms, no legs, can go around to all the churches of the world, now he's married, he's got a kid, is that right? You've seen this guy? Watch your excuse. Watch your excuse. No arms, no legs. There he is, preaching the gospel. I'm not making fun, but I'm just trying to say... Well, look, I, you know, I'm a, yeah, I know that. We value that. But please, let God deal with it. That's all I can say. People never grow or go beyond their vision. Tell me your vision and I will tell you your future. A lot of guys are getting vision to work out now. That's awesome. But we should have as much enthusiasm for in God and serving God's church, eh? Vision is the ability or the God-given to see those things which are not as though they were, to see things in your mind's eyes before they exist. There's a strong correlation, correlation between vision and faith. There's faith and there's vision. Romans 4.16, and I really wanted to preach about Abraham because there's great theology in that. Abraham, he's our, he's our role model. God sought him out, asked him to leave his father's household where they didn't know God, serve God, he did. And that's what most of us have done. We've left our unbelieving mindsets. We've come out like Abraham. He came out and he started a journey and God said, I'm not going to show you where you're going to go. Just leave and just begin to follow me by the Spirit. I'm going to try and help you, but just stay with the plan by faith. I'm going to teach you faith. And if you live like that, you're going to be a father of faith and you're going to be a father of nations. I'm going to be a father of nations. I'm 100 years of age. Sarah is 90. Her womb is not great and she hasn't had children but you're saying I'm going to be a, a nation and I haven't even got one child get out of your tent get out of your small thinking the, the scripture says get out ask him to get out and look under the open skies and all the stars and he says uh, Abraham see, see all those stars see how many there are that's how many children you're going to have and those stars represent us being saved amen yeah. 
So Abraham was given this great vision to set up a nation, a nation of Israel, but the nation of the born-again believers worldwide. We're actually a fulfillment of that prophecy that was given, that vision that was given to Abraham. So let's look at this scripture now in that context. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Romans 4, 16, we got that? Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all, as it is written. That's why we say, Father Abraham. Come on, God. Father Abraham. Nick's got it. Aren't you glad you missed those days of coming to church, young people? As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is a father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that are not. Calls into being, calls into churches. There's going to be a church in Tugra. There's going to be a church here in Tugra. We prophesy it. We believe it. We speak it into existence. That's what we did. Romans 4:19. No, 18. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. That's us, we're his offspring. Without weakening in his faith, don't weaken in your faith, church. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. How old was he? 100 years of age. How old, how old was Sarah? 90. And the Bible says her womb was as good as dead. But supernaturally, God brought forth Isaac. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and Sarah's room was also, oh, it says that, I should have read it. <laughs> Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. I love these sort of people, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was accredited to him as righteousness. And that's why Abraham becomes our role model of someone hearing God, yes, called, saved, but then then given vision, yes, I believe your vision. I believe it. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to be obedient to it. I'm going to do what you called me to do. Amen? That's Abraham. He's our role model. Zig Ziglag says, with good vision, you not only see with your eyes, but with your heart. That's, that's good. God is the ultimate visionary. He visualized the entire creation, mankind, the earth, and the rest of the universe before it was even created. Visions and dreams come from him. I believe he longs to, he longs to envision us. Long, some of us need to be envisioned again with his plans and purposes. Genesis 15, 5, when God gave vision to Abraham, he took him outside. Genesis 15, 5 says it like this. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. God wants to do the same for us. God wants to give us vision for the local church. Statement, God brings his vision to fulfillment, not through our strength, but by his strength working in us. All I can say, guys, the testimony of C3 Tugra, yes, we got vision. Yes, we prophesied this church into existence, but it was through his provision, his strength that he brought us here. It wasn't due to our strength. It wasn't due to all our resources. It was due to him. When you get vision, he will fulfill it. He will supply all you need according to his riches in glory. Amen. And he will bring it to pass if he gives you that vision. Amen. Man, you might start a career. You might want to start a business. And you're going, I don't have that sort of stuff. I don't have that sort of credibility. But 
Trust God and he'll make it happen. God brings his vision to fulfillment, not through our strength, but by his strength working us. A believer is never disturbed because other persons do not yet see the fact which he sees. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Vision gives us direction, focus, stability. It is energizing, motivating force in our lives. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no revelation, no vision, people cast off restraint. People do crazy stuff. People, one version says they go wild. Another version says they dwell carelessly. Another version says they're ungovernable. People are ungovernable where there's no vision. But when there's vision, that's why I believe Brian Houston is one of the great visionary leaders. He gave vision and hundreds of thousands of people followed him and have built the Hillsong Church worldwide. He said, this is what I believe. This is in that statement, you know, I see. This is the church I see. Back in 1990, he had a statement and he said, I've been with God, I've been fasting and this is the church. He went to his church in 1990 and he said, the church I see. And he had about 30 statements. The church I see, the church I see, the church I see will go to the nations. The church I see will be a strong, influential church. The, the church I see will be a blessing. The church I see. And he kept on going through that. And people said, you know what, Brian, Pastor Brian to you, we, we, believe it. We had a young man here this morning. He's come. Someone invited him. I think Rebecca's invited the, the girlfriend and the girlfriend invited the boyfriend. They both came. I said, man, how you doing? He said, no, awesome. We were going to Hillsong for a while. And, and uh, how did you get saved? Brian Houston plucked me out of the crowd and gave me a Bible and prophesied over me. I said, awesome. They're going to be joining the church. Get to know them. Brad, and I forget her name, Christy, awesome. Vision, where there's no revelation, no vision, people cast off restraint. Proverbs 29, 18. We perish, we dwell carelessly, we spend our money on crazy stuff, we use our time just crazily, we watch the most crazy DVDs, we, 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 we gorge ourselves sometimes, we just, we, we have, do crazy stuff to our body because there's no vision to live for God and His glory. Amen? That's basically what that means. Vision helps you to follow God's plan, much like the guide rails on a, on a road, stopping you falling off that road or that bridge to the craggy rocks below. It's healthy to have vision. It, just to spectate church week in, week out is not really what God wants for you. He wants you to have your eyes open to see what you need to see for vision for your life. People are literally dying inside because they have no vision in their lives. Deep within all of us is the desire to make our lives and what we do with them count. There is nothing like an all-consuming vision that will give you the purpose and meaning you long for. Statement, with vision, life is exciting. Every day becomes a new adventure. It's vision that all that will add enthusiasm and excitement in your life. Without vision, it's hard enough to survive, let alone thrive. Without vision, it's hard enough to survive, let alone thrive. Vision is seeing with the eyes of your heart, as it says in Ephesians. This is an awesome scripture. It's in Matthew 6, 22, and it talks about having proper, clear vision to realize why you're on the earth, to realize what the vision is that is beckoning you into your best life. It goes like this, it's the words of Jesus, and Matthew 6, 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. 
If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, if you can't see vision, if you can't see that you're special, that you're unique, that you're not just a biological accident, that you were created by the master himself, that you've been sent here for a reason for times such as this, if you don't see that, the Bible says, but if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I love what this says. The way you see life is the way you will live your life. The way you see your future will be the way you live your future. If you see the potential, the possibilities, and the exciting opportunities that are before you, you will experience the blessings of that good vision. If you see dead ends, impossibilities, and a a, a victimized life with no opportunity, then you will experience the consequences of that bad vision. If your vision is good, your life will be lit up with the blessings of God. I said, if your vision is good, your life will be lit up with the blessings of God. If your vision is bad, your life will be darkened by the emptiness of this world. Proverbs eleven twenty seven: whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to, to one who searches for it. In other words, you get what you look for. Proverbs four twenty five. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Helen Keller said, worse than being blind would be able to see but have no vision. So in Acts 2.17, we learn that in the last days, as I spoke earlier about that prophecy, that he will pour out his spirit that in actual fact, it's the Holy Spirit that transports that vision to us. And so that's why you need to befriend the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit transporting visions and dreams to you, to encourage you, to align you to the Father's heart, and to align you to your church. Psalm 133 verse 11 says, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of His heart through all generations. God has plans and purposes for the Central Coast. And I know for a fact that each one of you people figure in those plans and purposes. Not to spectate, the plans and purposes, not to sit in a stadium even and look down on those star players. He wants you to get out there and he wants you to play and be on the winning team, amen? But here's here's some practicalities. You need to understand your vision needs to be supported by the Word of God. So if you go to Psalm 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. It needs to be centered on the Word of God, guys. You need to align it with the Word of God. Two, it must be balanced. Ecclesiastes 7, 16. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? Is it good to grasp for the one and not let go of the other? Whoever fears God will avoid extremes. I was talking about some extreme stuff that people are doing. I just don't know. I think God is into adventure and I think it's good, but I'm seeing some crazy stuff where you could just wreck your whole life if you, if you just persist with that crazy stuff. Three, must be part of your heart, must have a passion for it. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do it, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is never... For in the realm of the dead... Where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. So while you're here on this earth for your 70, 80, 90, 100 years, 
What do for God, serve God. Get with his vision. And four must be concise, clear and plain, yet exciting and compelling. And I know vision builders. I know our vision builders is exciting. 11 acres. This is actually the stage of an 1,100-seater auditorium. We've given it a good nudge with just a few of us, really. But I believe this. We're in a great place to see a lot more people engage with our vision and partner with us and help us finish these facilities. Amen. Habakkuk 2.2, and we have done this. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. In Jesus' name, may a herald run with it. And I'd love to get into Abraham's life, how it gave him purpose, how that vision gave him a sense of urgency. He wasn't here to, to goof off, but every day mattered in God. Three, that he was highly motivated. And I'd like to think we're highly motivated as C3 people. And four, the eternal meaning, meaning once you realize that you're here, not for time itself as much as eternal values, that people that you affect and encounter, I hope that those people are going to be blessed for eternity's sake. Amen? So anything that we do right now, once you appropriate the fact that you're not just, your life is not all about the, the years on this planet, the time that you are on this planet, but your life is all about eternity. Because that before creation, before the world was sent spinning, you were created, you were purposed, you are unique, God loves you, and you are you are unique. You are special. No matter what the world thinks, no matter what the world says, you have giftedness, you have talent. No matter what rubbish sits on your life, no matter what fishing line of besetting sins, you know, like fishing line, you try and, you try and pull. No, no, you've got to deal with fishing line. You're not even a strong guy is going to be ridiculous enough to try and pull himself out of fishing line because fishing line will cut through you. Amen. Sins can be like that. You need Christ. You need the Holy Spirit scissors. Cut those things off. Live holy and blameless in God. You are purposed in God. Let's all stand. God bless you. Father in heaven, I'm praying eyes are opening right now. I'm praying eyes are opening right now. Eyes are opening to the vision, Lord God, that you have for them. Thank you, Lord God. Just close your eyes just for a moment. I want to pray for you. Thanks for your patience. I know that you're here, and I can prove it theologically, that you're here for heaven, that you're here for etern eternal, eternal values, eternal reasoning. And I know human nature has a huge propensity to put a lot of emphasis on the present. But can I ask you to be like Abraham? Hear his calling. See the vision that he's given the local church, your life in the local church. And to be like Abraham and be obedient and have faith. There's some people that have abdicated from this and begun wandering, 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 disconnected travelers on this earth. And it becomes an empty life. It becomes a lonely life. I pray right now in Jesus' name 
that the power of God's Spirit would align you to His vision for your, personally, for your life. And the corporate vision of the local church, God would align you. I hope to see three Tugra, that we would be able to lead you on and see you blessed and flourish. To see you live your best life as you commit with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Because you're here for eternal values. You're here for eternity reasons. So Lord, right now, we just pray, God, that Lord, we'd appropriate that message unto our heart. Lord, I take it in right now. I take that message in right now. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.